Yeah, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. This about you, my nigga. Dedicated to my nigga Shannon Sharp. This about you, nigga. This nigga got 45 bars on this motherfucker. Cut it, cut it, cut that shit. That shit was going on too long. But yes, man, this is King Known Uncensored, baby. Oh, man. Groupie Gang 2023. The Shannon Sharp edition. We just gonna hop right to it. So, yesterday, the Lakers and the Grizzlies were playing and all that shit. I was watching that shit because, you know, I had some money on that shit. Right? I had some cheese. I had some cheese on the motherfucking line, man. Fresh fish on the line. So, I'm watching the game and it's like a little confrontation going on. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 
And so after that shit, right? Um After that shit happened, they panned the camera and it and it showed Shannon Sharp going at Dylan Brooks and pretty much the whole entire um Grizzlies roster. Basically, that's what it was. He was going right at the Grizzlies. Because originally, this is what happened according to Shannon Sharp, right? So Shannon Sharp was telling Dylan Brooks that um, he's too small to guard LeBron James. I disagree with that. I mean, Dylan is 6'7", 224, 225. He a big dude. Pause. But my thing is, it's like, okay, bro. So Dylan Brooks said, fuck you. And Shannon Sharp said, fuck you back. And then, you know, Dylan Brooks was like, come on, let's go. And Shannon Sharp said, say that shit from right here. And then all of a sudden, John Morant barks at him, shut the fuck up and sit down. And then Usher Morant, here comes Usher Morant. Don't talk about my motherfucking son. And then Shannon Sharp is like, you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to do nothing. I'm like, well, first of all, my guy, Shannon Sharp, you tough when everybody getting held back. You so tough. You got all that mouth and all that muscle, but no hands. My question to him is, does that muscle match them hands? No, nigga, we ain't talking about getting into a wrestling match or grappling match, nigga. I'm talking about do them hands match them muscles and that mouth of yours. Pause. Now, I do admit that Shannon Sharp would have beat T. Morant ass. Sorry, but not sorry. He would have beat up Ja. I would have took Unk against Ja. But against Steven Adams? Y'all don't know about Steven Adams. Steven Adams would have beat Shannon Sharp's ass. This motherfucker is seven feet tall, 260 and the youngest of 12 kids all his life he had to fight this motherfucker grew up in australia in the jungle poor as fuck nigga grew up like niggas without the drive-bys because adams was protecting his teammate you know dylan brooks i ain't never seen stephen adams that mad bro He's usually a gentle giant, man. But you fuck with one of his homeboys, he on your ass. But Shannon Sharp, all of this over your boyfriend, LeBron James, bro, how big of a groupie are you to start shit with a whole entire team? Nigga, watch the game and shut the fuck up. Like, seriously. I understand trash talk, fans trash talk, whatever the fuck, right? But didn't Le- 
LeBron James throw a fan out for something similar? I'm just saying. Didn't uh, Antonio Brown call Shannon Sharp a coon on the shop? And LeBron laughed and did not defend Shannon Sharp? But you're willing to fight professional young basketball players because of what they say back. Oh, you didn't expect Dylan Brooks to say anything back to you. I think that's what that was truly about. You wasn't expecting that boy to go back at you. thing is though this nigga was tripping bro I didn't agree with you know I, of course just like black men always do after all the jawing and the yelling and all that shit dumb niggas pieced it up of course they did this what niggas do man typical nigga shit man But as far as I'm concerned, though, I ain't going to lie. It was entertaining. It was cute. Very fucking cute. But Shannon Sharp's groupie, uh, groupie meter was broken. That was kind of whack. I'm not going to lie. Because first of all, Shannon, you wasn't going to get busy, bro. Stop playing. And niggas sound tough when people are holding them back. Like, are you that nigga? Was, was, you, going, was you really going to swing? Or was you not going to do nothing? Because I don't think Shannon Sharp. You know, this is this is why I just think that this league currently is soft. Because ain't no way that Shannon Sharp would have said that to Ben Wallace. Would have said that to Rasheed Wallace. Would have said that to motherfucking uh, Xavier McDaniels. It was no way that Shannon Sharp would have said that about um, a prime Shaquille O'Neal. Or Michael Jordan, or Gary Payton, or Vernon Maxwell, or Rick Mahorn, or Larry Bird, or Bill Lambeer. He would have never said that shit to any of them, nor would have tried to fight none of them, or their parents. But I got to get on Memphis' ass, too, because they lost the game. They blew an 11-game win streak against the fakers with no Anthony Davis, no Austin Reeves, no Lonnie Walker the fourth. Because as I told you on previous shows, the Lakers are a good team. They're just not a great team. And up until their record is above 500, they are a lottery team. 
They're just a good lottery team. They're in all of their games. They can never close out games, and they allow Dennis Schroeder to close out the game. This is why Memphis can't oh, – this is why Memphis might not win a championship. Because, first of all, my nigga, Memphis doesn't have that second guy that's going to take the pressure off a of job and, and Desmond Bain. I mean, Desmond Bain is solid, but he's not on John Morant's level. This is why I felt like they needed Carl Anthony Towns or somebody that can score alongside Ja. And Desmond Bain could focus more on defense and hitting open threes instead of handling the ball. Because um, you got to be disappointed in how Memphis played and gave away the game. They were up like 16, 17 points. And then they blew the game. And, it, and Memphis has always been one of those teams with a lot of mouth. With a lot of mouth. They bark, they be they was barking and chirping and shit. Like they've won championships. Like they've won titles. You know, this is you know, Jaws the same nigga that said. We ain't worried about the West. We worried about the East. And then the West commenced to win like four straight games against them. And yet you lose to the Western Conference team that's still a 12th or 13th seed right now. Like... It's just not, it's just the way that they lost that game. They were doing all that chirping and all that bravado and grabbing their nuts and doing all this extra shit and acting like they were going to fight. And then they ended up losing all that talk for no fucking reason. None. This is why Memphis lost. They almost lost against the uh, Timberwolves in the first round. They almost they they lost against Golden State when they had a chance to really win that series. But yeah, man, that shit was a fucking circus. It's just foolish, man. This nigga Shannon Sharp was about to get jumped. <laughs> Them Memphis niggas was about to jump him. These a bunch of young niggas going live, man. Anyway, on to uh more news, right? The Miami Heat are interested in trading Jakob Pertle 
trading for Jakob Pertl, Nas Reed, and Kelly Olenek. They're interested in those three players. I mean, yes, Miami needs a person to put alongside Bam. While Bam could work out the mid-range and play that four position. And then they do also need a backup center because Dwayne Deadman is not it. But I think that all of those guys could help them. I mean, Jakob Perto is one of the hottest names at the trade deadline. Kelly Olenek would definitely help. I mean, he was a member of the Heat before. And he knows that system and could fit that system. But Nas Reed is another guy, another big man that um, has an inside-outside game, has a decent post game, nice three-pointer. Defense is not it, but he also fits Miami because he can replace Precious Achua because those, you know, he does some of the things that Precious Achua from the uh, Toronto Raptors does. The Toronto Raptors have DeAndre Ayton and Miles Turner on their radar, and that is a heavy need. Toronto has nobody that can protect the rim. Preston Shachua, Pascal Siakam, and what's his name? Chris Boucher, they're not shot blockers. They're not pure shot blockers. DeAndre Ayton don't protect the rim either, but Miles Turner is one of the best shot blockers in the world. But, but it's all about what Toronto got to offer Indiana for real, for real. You're going to have to give up somebody. And I think that person could be a OG and an OB in a Gary Trent package for possibly Miles Turner. And OG and an OB would help the Indiana Pacers. I mean, yeah, um, their backup center is what? Jalen Smith, Gogo Batadze. Uh, Isaiah Jackson. I don't know if Isaiah Jackson is in the rotation. Like, I haven't seen Isaiah Jackson in a minute. Not getting major minutes. I mean, Aiton would be a decent pickup, but I don't like DeAndre Aiton, though. I don't think Indiana should give up anybody. It, but in, but then again, I forgot. Indiana did make a bid for him. He They did give him like $140 million and Phoenix matched. Indiana always wanted Aiton. Aiton was always their guy. So I definitely do understand why they're going for him at the deadline.
John Wall. Damn, I got to get to watching that interview because I'm seeing snippets of this interview with John Wall and these young cats. And he's speaking the real. You know what I'm saying? John Wall has always been a real nigga from day one. A real day one country ass nigga. Tells it like it is and does not give a fuck. Like, I seen an excerpt of this interview that I haven't seen. But, but man, he was talking some shit, dog. Like he said, when he got to Houston, he thought that he was going to play with uh, James Harden, but James Harden wanted out. And when he arrived at training camp, he was like, hey, James, like when we going to work out together and this, that, and the third. And he was like, man, fuck that. I'm going to Atlanta with little baby. And he was like, bitch, what the fuck you say? <laughs> I love John Wall, man. The New York Knicks is seeking only second round draft compensation now to move Cam Reddish. According to Mark Stein, Mark Stein is one of those names that's a legit name. And the Mavericks, Lakers, and Bucks are interested in Reddish. Um, I don't see why not. Oh, man. I would love for him to go to the Mavericks or the Bucks. He fits right in to what they're doing. Man, and the Lakers are just some groupies, man. They go after everybody. That whole franchise has developed groupie culture, groupie fans. It's just sad. The late great Kobe Bryant is turning in his grave. But Cam Reddish would be perfect for Milwaukee. I'd give up Pat Connington in the second round pick for that nigga tonight. The the dude only 23, 24 years old. And I just feel like everywhere Reddish has gone, he's been done both. Whether it was the Hawks, whether it was the Knicks. Like, Cam Reddish deserves a chance in this league. Like, he was on that team with Zion and R.J. Barrett on Duke. Cam Reddish might turn out to be like Mike Beasley, bro. And I'm hoping that that's not his fate. And I'm hoping that he can finally get the shot that he deserves. And the Mavericks, he can be perfect for Luka. That's like a cheap upgrade where you don't have to spend that much or get rid of any of your team or nothing like that. I mean, hell, fuck Davis Bertrands. I trade that motherfucker for a goddamn box of cereal. The Golden State Warriors players and management are not seeing eye to eye, allegedly. Apparently, a lot of the veteran players that have not been named. Draymond, I bet. They want a veteran piece. The Warriors want a veteran player. And they want to sacrifice one of the young fellas in order to do so. They they don't want to wait for Moses Moody, James Wiseman, um, Jonathan Kaminga to develop. You know, Jordan Poole is already, like, developed. He is a superstar in the making. A superstar in waiting. You know what I'm saying? 
but I'm at a conflict my own self. I'm at a conflict my damn self. Because I understand where both sides are coming from. Because, yes, the Warriors want to secure their future. They want to build a life without Steph, Clay, and, and Draymond. And to build a team around Jordan Poole. I mean, you saw how they did without Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins the other night. They look good. But the Warriors want to bring in a veteran player that's going to take them back to that championship level. Understandable. I got no issue with what either side is saying. I'm pretty much neutral in this situation. Ramona Shelburne, you know, that's a name in media. I don't like Ramona Shelburne. I really don't like that bitch. Sorry, hate to call her a bitch, but a bitch is a bitch. That's word to NWA. But she comes out and says that Anthony Davis' injury is similar to the one that caused Joel Embiid to miss two years and Yao Ming to end his career. Wow. But lucky for Lakers fans, Anthony Davis, his return is due soon, and he is putting up big numbers. And they definitely need Anthony Davis if they're going to make a playoff uh, a run to to the playoffs because they're not going to go on a deep playoff run. They're a first-round exit. But, I mean, I think the Lakers will fight their way through any, any uh, series. So. The Milwaukee Bucks and veteran big man Serge Ibaka reportedly are on the same page about finding him a new home ahead of the February 9th trade deadline. I mean, obviously something wasn't working out in Milwaukee to where he couldn't get clocked. And I know why he couldn't get no clock because Bobby Portis is, um, Bobby Portis has come along and balled the fuck out for Milwaukee this year. He has been a stud off the bench. And that cut into a lot of his minutes. They like to play him quite a few minutes. But where would Ibaka go? I mean, hey, a return to Toronto wouldn't be that bad. Or a return to the L.A. Clippers uh, uh, alongside his homeboy, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves need a backup big man. Philadelphia 76ers wouldn't be bad. The Memphis Grizzlies wouldn't be that bad. I mean, but this would be like the second straight season where Serge Ibaka was flipped. Like, this dude is flipped every season. He's about to be like uh, Ish Smith. Young Thug. Oh, my God. This nigga. It's all I got to say on that. This nigga. So, Young Thug and one of his many YSL associates and his basically his co-defendant in court handed Young Thug the Percocets. 
Molly Percocet. Back to Perkies. Work, bitch. Fuck you good off of Perk, bitch. Not the Perkies. Not the Perk 30s in the courtroom. What y'all think y'all was just gonna sneak that shit by like cameras aren't in the courtroom? You could just high five this nigga and put the drugs up, bro. You're acting like nobody fucking saw this shit. Just dumb niggas doing dumb shit. And now, y'all might get more charges. Y'all might get drug charges. You know, he already got stopped with fucking drugs. What the fuck was y'all niggas thinking? Fools. And last but totally not least, before I get the fuck up out of here... Um, the Phoenix Suns and the Orlando Magic are expected to target Fred Van Vliet in free agency. I mean, why not? Fred Van Vliet would be a great sixth man for Phoenix. Or, well, I mean, I think Chris Paul's contract runs out at some point. So, I could see him on the Suns. Orlando Magic, they gonna have to throw a lot of money at this nigga. I mean, Fred Van Bleet is loved in Toronto, but Orlando gonna have to throw him some big money in order to pry him from Toronto. I don't think Phoenix has to throw the same money. I truly believe that he's a good fit over there, even over Toronto, as Toronto might be trying to rebuild. But yeah, that's my show. This is King No Uncensored. This King Known Uncensored, Groupie Gang 2023, the Shannon Sharp edition, and I'm out.